calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Guardians, welcome to Fireteam Chat. Destin Legary is out, and we are here with none other than Holtzman from Planet Destiny. What's howdy, up? Howdy, howdy. And Sean Finnegan. How's it going? The PvP Iron Banner Master himself. The Iron Banana Man. There you go. <laughs> we just made that up, but it sounds good to me. Okay. On this week's show, we are going to, be, of course, be talking about they streamed the strike, the first strike that we've really seen um, in you know depth and boss fights with the Cabal. And we'll get into that. We'll then move on to they just announced that there are changes to the Nightfall. There are changes to the weekly strike. Or is there a weekly strike anymore? And we'll discuss that. And then PvP as well, the ritual of what you need to do every week with quests and so on. We're going to have Holtzman here cover off on that. So thank you everyone for joining us. And the first topic we're going to go with is uh, the strikes. I mean, for, for starters, what do you guys, what do you think? I thought it was really cool. We hadn't had the we haven't seen anything in completion or to its entirety yet, and this was the first time we got to see from beginning to end an entire strike, and uh, see you know the dreadnought. Wait, did they actually finish it though? Yeah, they finished it. Yes, they actually. That was finished the end it on the stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't uh, see any drops though, right? Um, oh no, they did. There was drops. Yeah, yeah. there was. I apologize. Yeah, there, there were in, there were engrams throughout there, and then. Uh, I think they've kind of changed up a little bit, so sometimes the engrams off specific bosses will turn into specific loot from there. Um, yeah, I got, I, yeah, I got, to, I got to, I actually got to play the strike when I was at Bungie this week, and it was fabulous. Secrets. Yeah, can you tell? So tell us, what is it like to play the strike? How did the bosses feel? Uh, honestly, it 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 feels like they've taken everything that they've learned thus far in in Destiny. So. They know how to do a linear strike of, okay, you're going to go in, you're going to kill some trash mobs, there's going to be a, like kind of a little boss encounter, more trash mobs, big boss encounter, that basic structure. And then that's the only kind of remnant from, from the old way of doing strikes. There's the, the, the bosses themselves are a lot more hectic. Uh, just the final boss in general, that's the, or the bo final bosses in yeah. general. The Bond Cause, brothers. Because there's two of them now. There's two of them. Yeah. Uh, that was... Uh, a much more interesting fight than anything we've had in Destiny. Uh, the the bosses each had their they almost had their own characters. Like this one guy was really aggressive, jumping, jumping at slamming, you and, yeah, slamming so, the ground. So that's Valus. I took notes on this. That's Valus Maal, who's oh, okay. slamming his fist in the ground, kind of like a Titan slam. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, his he, mechanic. Yeah. 
did kind of a rocket forward Titan slam. And then, and then once, you know, you did enough damage to him, he, he backed out and tagged in his little brother. And, uh, that was my feeling too. I was yeah. like, this is a wrestling match. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's kind of, I think that's how they kind of designed it. Yeah. Is they wanted to do it like a tag team wrestling match. Yeah. And then, you know, you, the, this guy comes out and he, he has these really well telegraphed. What's his name? Valis Tlaern, I think. Okay. Uh, well, Ta'ur has these giant mortars that shoot off his back, and they're really telegraphed, so you know where they're going to go, but you're still having to move around uh, a lot because they are coming out of very rapid succession. And it gets hairy pretty quickly. Like, if you watch mm -hmm. the encounter, it's fairly easy to deal with the first guy who charging you all the time and slamming the ground. But then once you're kind of getting him down to, you know, whatever it was, 70% health before he backs off for the first time, you're also dealing with a lot of trash mobs. And yeah. then when you're dealing with all the trash mobs plus both bosses at the same time by the end of the strike, that's when it becomes a little bit difficult. Like suddenly the, the mortars, which were telegraphed before, now they're sneaking up on you because there's a lot of them and you're dealing with trash mobs and you're trying to avoid someone who's trying to punch you in the face the whole yeah. time. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, and so in a second, we'll discuss if you still felt there was the bullet sponge effect. But before we get there, um, I, it looked like these, so Valis um, Tlaern, I think it is, the guy with these arc, they're basically huge arc bomb missile you know, projectiles. Yeah. Didn't they, on the map, show you the inbound circumference yeah. of where they're going to hit? Yeah, that, that, that's a, I, I call it telegraphing. That's from my World of Warcraft days where right. tel telegraph where something's going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah you, you know where it's going to go. So you basically get to learn each each boss's kind of characteristics, how they how they do stuff. And then when they come out a second time, both together, then they're very, they have a, one or two more abilities added to them. But you still kind of know how to fight them that's because right. of your previous experience with them. Yeah, I mean, it's de it's definitely right. That's where there's a little more thoughtfulness. There's a progression. Mm -hmm. So let's walk through it real fast. So Valis Ma'al walks out, and he just starts, like, diving at you, right? Mm -hmm. These big slams. That was pretty much the most of what he'd do. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't even think he was shooting that much. No, he no, he, he just, he's just a straight, like, Titan shoulder charging you yeah. pretty much. So he starts there. You get him down to about 30 to 50%, and he's like, I'm out. And then yep. you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, he's like, boom, tag team. Then Valis Earn comes in and he immediately is like, yeah, telegraphing these huge mm -hmm. arc shots, multiple ones at a time. So you're just like chaotically trying to dodge it. So then you just kind of beat him down, right? Then he yep. goes away and then they both come back into the mm -hmm. ring. And, and, that, and that's when chaos happens. And that's yeah. when all their stuff's combined. And then I believe Vaz Earn puts up a shield. Yep. So a bubble shield. So you have to be inside of it. Is that right? Uh, you, you can kind of like go inside of it and then it'll go down. Uh, so uh -huh. you can you can run in trigger it to go down, and then he'll move away so you can get some uh, time to shoot him. But you can't shoot through it, so it forces you, you to be close to him. Yep, Yeah. forces so you to get close. And then do you remember what um, Valis Ma'al, the first guy, did he have another move that he added? He, uh, basically, his slam now left a fire patch that was on the ground for about oh. 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah, he creates the burning floor, like a circumference of that mm -hmm. around him. And so I actually saw that on the stream. Someone made the mistake of like <laughs> charging at him and fire. like, ksh, like yeah. lights up on fire. Yep. Um, the same as we sort of saw with Prison of Elders with the burning um, ground there. Yep. So yeah, like what, what do you think, Holtzman, of how that felt versus, say, Thalos to Arik and um, the, the, the Cabal leader, uh, what's his name, that you fight, sort of the tribal feathers uh, on his Traug, yeah, Traug. Traug or whatever. What do you yeah, think compared uh, to those? Like, is it markedly different or not that different? Well, people are going to still compare it to being a bullet sponge because it takes substantially more bullets to actually kill these. But the the big key yeah. of a bullet sponge is that they 
they just kind of stand there and take your bullets. These guys, they're moving around. You actually have to interact with them in certain ways or react to them in certain ways. So you're not going to just be kind of sitting in the back with your sniper rifle trying to get headshots the entire time. You actually you have to take use of the entire arena to fight them in. So they're not bullet sponges by any means anymore. So, Sean, you didn't play it. What do you think <clears throat> based on what you saw? Based on what I saw, it's like a much more active encounter. You know, you can't... You still have to shoot him a lot, but that's because he's a boss. He's not going to go down as fast as uh, some normal trash mob. Yeah. So that doesn't qualify him as a bullet sponge. But when you're when you're trying to avoid mortars by running around and you're trying to avoid this guy who's you know, charging you, that's a much more active encounter, and I think that's a good step in the right direction towards avoiding uh, a very stagnant type of boss encounter. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and so my quick opinion on that is... I'm, I've been the guy that's kind of been beating the Nintendo drum for boss fights, which is, you know, it's a little unfair to compare to Destiny, but right, I want a little like you saw with, um, you know, the, uh, I always forget the name now, the spider in um, on Earth, the first one that you fight and his neck gets exposed. Oh, yeah. The Devil Walker. The Devil Walker, yeah. yes, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, I don't really play that strike anymore. But uh, the Devil Walker I thought was a good design. You shoot his legs, he gets exposed, shoot his legs, he then has some like, uh, close range stuff to keep you away that really pushes you away. It's cool. You didn't see a ton of that in um, the other bosses. So I thought that was a good model. Now what they've done, so not only do they have two bosses, but they are doing more than just like shooting at you and absorbing bullets while a bunch of people attack you. <clears throat> yep. So I like where they're going with it. And my hope is that that won't be the only thing. Um, yeah. In Edge Magazine, actually, they were reporting that one of the bosses now, um, it looks like a hive boss that the um uh god i don't know why i'm forgetting the name of all the thrall uh the explosive thrall will be running out around him and you're gonna have to like pop them and they'll have to explode to actually do damage to him at I least see, it, that's interesting at least at one of the phases so you now get into like probably this rush of enemies and you have to get the exploding thrall um to start damage on him so i i like that they're thinking about that stuff now. Um, and I really hope that there's an evolution of that. And I really hope for Oryx, you know, that that was where they spent the most time, you know. Definitely. Yeah. I thought Crota was in the right direction. Uh, Atheon was always a better fight, though, ultimately, with all the team coordination. Yeah. I mean, uh, I come, like our guest here, I come from World of Warcraft, where the boss design from raids are very complex and there's lots of phases. Um, in a very minor way, what we saw in this strike reminded me a lot of the Twin Emperors, where yep. they have similar attributes but are different on, like, one's, you know, a heavy melee, the other one's a heavy range, whereas the Twin Emperors, like, one was immune to physical damage and one was immune to magic yeah. damage, and you had to really come up with a unique strategy in order to defeat them. This is a much-needed step in the right direction as far as complexity goes. I still would like to see more, and maybe other strikes will be a little bit more complex, like, you mentioned having to do damage to a boss by shooting thrall that explode next to him. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. overall, I'm excited. Color me intrigued. Yeah. yeah, look, it's looking good. We're not going to judge the boss fights based on one boss fight. I don't <laughs> think that's fair. And they're not going to show off all the good stuff yet. Um, but that's I thought it was a good example of the right direction. And, it, and Edge talked about another boss fight of like three witches, and you had to, like I think, uh, damage them all sort of collectively to trigger something else. And hmm. So they're clearly thinking a lot more about that. And we also know with the Dreadnought um, in the update, they were like, these chests, right? Like You will get to them, and you have no idea how to open them. And that is probably the most intriguing thing of Taking King. It sounds taking a game, a shooter like this to imagine to have a puzzle element where you show up and you're all like, like this is like a locked door, what do I do? Like I love that about games like Metroid and Zelda and 
I, I really think that, you know, Luke, who I, who I know, probably has thought a lot about, like, old-school boss designs and level designs and stuff. I hope. Um, so it sounds very intriguing. Um, so we'll see where it goes. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which I want to just take one quick moment to discuss the subclasses. They did actually show us a little more detail on the stream. So you got to use them, Holtzman. Yep, um, did I you did. have any favorites of the subclasses? Uh, we, we each only got to use one of the new subclasses fully upgraded. Uh, I chose the Night Soccer Hunter because I main a hunter. And from my experience at E3, from my experience at the Red Bull event, the Night Stalker Hunter just really spoke to me as how I want to play Destiny in both PvP and PvE. It had a lot of little toolbox things where you could switch them around and they would uh, they would be more focused towards certain activities. But then overall, you had a very... you fought, Hunters finally had a group-oriented spec that they could go. I could generate orbs of light for my team. I had utility things like a smoke bomb that I could throw on my teammates to make them turn invisible. That was fantastic really to, cool. to play with in the strike. When oh, my friends needed to be res, let me throw a smoke bomb across the room to, to, to them as they get resed, and they're, they're fine then. That's so really that, cool. Yeah. yeah, Sean, you played a little bit. Did anything stand out to you? Um, yeah, you so I played the Behind clo Closed Doors demo at uh, Gamescom, Yep. and uh, I was lucky enough where I had a lot of time, so I played all three classes. And nice. um, But the one I wanted to really point out was uh, the Titan ability. There's this. Uh, it's either called Meltdown or Melting Point. I melting can't remember. Point. Melting Point, yeah. And basically anything that you damage, which causes it to burn, Gives your teammates uh, added damage to them as well. It's, Bonus it's uh, the melee. The your if you hit them with a fully charged melee, they will instantly take crit damage and increase increase crit damage so from teammates. From teammates and yourself. So right. do you effectively you ignite them with this? Mm -hmm. Like it's like <clears throat> boom, and they're ignited for a period yep. of time. And during that period of time, they get this crit damage. Yep. That's yeah, cool. and so one of the things that I love about this is again coming from a very traditional MMORPG background, like abilities that help your team are so invaluable, right? Like, and I just, I think a lot of the talents, like particularly in the old subclasses, need to be reworked to kind of have this new mentality. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of these nodes in the old subclasses that are basically throwaway. Like they're mm -hmm. nonsense, they don't, no one uses them or only yeah. people use them because rare. it gives you like the uh, circle of life, I also play a hunter, right? Like no one ever <laughs> yeah. uses that for its intended effect. We only use it because it gives you a slight armor boost. Yep. And those need to be reworked so that either they're actually giving people who play those subclasses a reason to choose that talent, or uh, you choose that talent because it's a benefit to not just you, but your whole team. Yeah. So Melting Point is one of these abilities that I'm really excited to use because it's going to be benefiting not just me but my teammates the whole time. Yeah, I'm curious to see like how the perks line up to work in PvE versus PvP. I mean, I think that's always an important balance and I want to feel like I should use different stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes. One thing that stood out to me since I'm a Warlock player, it's kind of <laughs> convenient that we each talk about one. This was not planned. Um, but I did you see anyone using Iconic Blink from the subclass? So, yes. So it, for PvP wait, wait. that so Wait, iconic uh, okay. is it ionic so, blink? I think oh, it's ionic, ionic blink. Yeah, that yeah, makes way more sense. So the one, the, basically, it's a blink that can only be used during the super. During storm trance, yeah. Yeah, but um, it, the, it it allowed you to blink with the L uh, L stick, you know, on mm -hmm. you know just moving and like what it like does it work? It sounds really interesting in PvP. Yeah, it, it works really well. It's a it's a very rapid blink, so there's not the little charge up time that's kind of associated with blink. It just instantly does it. But I believe it takes a little bit of the super as well. 
Right. So, but so what is it? How does it work? Meaning, normally a blink, you jump forward or up mm -hmm. in a trajectory. But if you use this blink, where do you blink to? I believe I believe it goes based off like normal blink. It, it's based on your momentum. So if you just okay. jumped and you hit it, then you're going to go upwards. However, if you're, if you're just running straight forward, you'll go straight forward. Okay, so it's going to give you an additional kind of blink mm -hmm. boost in the middle of it during storm trends. Anyway, thought it sounded very interesting. You know, there's a lot more that they showed in the stream, so be sure to check it out. Um, we are going to move on to the next topic, which is, of course, the changes to Nightfall and the weekly strikes. So, um, you know, for starters, the Nightfall is not the same at all. Not so, at all. Yeah. It was, really, it was really surprising. It kind of came out of left field for me. I didn't know that this was coming. So here's roughly some of the biggest things um, that are changing. So the death penalty for being kicked out of orbit, you know, they said often leads to players feeling like they're forced to play too safe, right? And I, I would agree with that. So you're not going to get kicked to orbit anymore. Um, when they, you wipe. When you wipe, yeah. When all three of you wipe, you're not going to get kicked to orbit. Well, yeah. Uh, and then the Nightfall buff it got players feeling like, I, I gotta finish this right away, so all the rest of my thing, and it, like, it just wasn't their intended effect, they wanted it to mm -hmm. be something cool to show off, that, you know, your head's like on fire or whatever. So they're, it's taken out for now. Uh, they've adjusted the XP and some of the, the stuff there to account for that, they say. Uh, it will require level 40 for the Nightfall. And now, instead of, yeah, returning to orbit for the fire team, it uses a 30 second uh, timeout penalty. Uh, we just lost Holtzman. Technical difficulties. Okay, so we got to move on to the next topic, which is going to be the changes to Nightfall and the changes to Weekly. So let's quickly recap what they talked about in the, the blog for Nightfall. So what they've said is you have to be level 40. Uh, returning to orbit for fire teams is no longer going to uh, you know, be a problem. You're not going to get kicked back. When you wipe. When you wipe. And it now is instead going to use a 30-second timeout penalty for death, which is the same as raid normal, mm -hmm. um, you know, just penalize you for a bit, and then you can get up, which sounds very interesting, a lot more accessible. Um, the Nightfall buff, by the way, they are dropping because the what was happening, right, everybody feels like they got to do it right away before they do anything else, and it felt like it really forced your hand when they really just wanted it to be like, oh, you finished Nightfall, um, so they're adding a little more XP, you know, so it you know, you're going to get that during the week, but they're going to work on the Nightfall buff, so that's going to come later. And then, um, you know, that that's the most of it. So what do you guys think of the Nightfall now, you know, this year two I mean, Nightfall? I mean, overall, I'm, I'm happy that they're just going to start doing changes to it because for the past, uh, Nightfall really only felt special that, like, first three or four weeks of the game when, you know, not everyone had all the elemental primaries, not everyone had you know, max level. And it, it was a very big accomplishment to be able to do that. Um, now, the only reason I run the Nightfall, I, I consider it a chore to run the Nightfall because I need the XP boost from it. That That's the only reason yeah. why I ever run it now. Yeah, see, so it, it is getting in the way of kind of the way you play. So it sounds like you're mm -hmm. in agreement that this, for the most part, sounds good. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the idea of them diminishing this idea that it's one of these weekly things that you have to do every single week, right? Like, Destiny players are accustomed to jumping in on the reset day and being like, okay, this checklist is now, like, renewed. I have to yeah. go through all of the things. And one of those things was the Nightfall, right? And you had to do it on yep. all three of us counts. probably play three characters, so you have to do it three times. And it's like, I always wanted to do it back-to-back -back just so I could get it out of the way. Now it seems like they're 
raising the rewards so that they're account level. Did I read that right? And that now they want you to kind of just like figure out how you want to apply those rewards and where as opposed to making just having to do it on each character every time. Well, no, I mm-hmm. believe that is the weekly stuff you're talking about. That, that's the about. weekly yeah. Baroque Strike. So we'll oh, get in. Okay. But yeah, they, they announced all this at the same time. So Nightfall, just for clarity, right? You'll still have to do it on three characters, but now it'll only be if you're chasing the reward at the end and the mm-hmm. challenge, right? It's pretty straightforward. And they're making it more simple, which is you, you're not going to get kicked to orbit. There's a 30-second timeout. So meaning if you want to beat it, you can. Like they're not going like, to yeah. make it ultra penalizing. You can kind of um, brute force your way through yeah. it. If so you're really that one, Sean, to. you still will have to do three times a week. That being said, you know. Fun. It's, but that being said, the rewards of Nightfall are always good. So I feel like that adds up pretty good. In other words, you don't feel like you got to do it um, just because of the perk boost and uh, the experience boost. And in other words, right, as take, uh, year two plays its course, you're going to get to a point where you might not feel like you need those rewards. Well, now, you know, Holtzman, as he said, doesn't feel like he still has to finish the Nightfall just to get an XP boost for other stuff, mm-hmm. which will be a nice solution. Um, so I actually I'm, I'm in agreement that this is the right direction. Uh, none of us have played it um, maybe officially. I don't know if Holtzman is. He, he was up at Bungie. But uh, we need to wait to play this thing first and kind of go from there. So. Yep. So yeah, let's move on to the weekly heroic stuff. Sean, you mentioned this is, yeah, uh, the change is a lot more about the marks, right? So instead of there being a weekly heroic strike, yeah, let's just run down what they've changed. They've removed the weekly heroic strike from the game. You know, to put it simply, it's gone. But there's a twist on it. In its place, they've added a playlist that is Vanguard Heroic Playlist. So your rewards will be legendary marks from this playlist, and they are received. They are received on the account level, like you were getting at, Sean. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're just playing one character, there's no cap on the amount of marks per week that you can get. So you just play the the weekly Vanguard heroic playlist, and you're just going to get legendary marks, which we've seen. Um, right? Don't you buy the exotic blueprints with that? Um, it will be used for other things. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, legendary marks are pretty much used for everything, yeah. like the armor. Cryptarch and the tower, yeah. armor, just, just They're all everything. Over. So that's yeah. like a big new currency. There is a 200 cap on the character <laughs> that you just need to use it, at least yeah. that I saw. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. You can. You can't get more than that, but you can spend the right. 200 you have and then fill it up again. Yeah, so the point is that for some reason they don't want you having like a 999,000 bank, um, but they want you to use it and apply it. But other than that, you you are no longer limited to how much you get per week. Yep. So I think that's smart. And then um, they basically, yeah, they've said they've made the change to enable players to focus on a single character more or feel less pressure to gear three characters at once for legendary marks, like you were saying, Sean. So so yeah, I, I'm. I think it sounds... Great. I mean, I don't have any qualm with this. Do you guys? No. I mean, my big problem with earlier Destiny was like all of the re- all of the resources, except for a few ones that you actually needed were shared between characters, and it was those ones that you really needed that were really difficult to get, and that yeah. was annoying. So the fact that characters can now share legendary marks across the account that's so much more useful and infinitely better for the people who have to play three characters because sometimes I just get tired of playing my Titan and I want to play my Hunter or vice versa and. Uh, it's a bummer to have to like, it would be a bummer to have to think like, well, I've been playing my Titan recently and now I don't have enough marks, you know, yeah. on my Hunter or whatever. Holtzman, what uh, do you think? The, I, I think the, the community is actually probably more in favor of this, but the only thing that they're really hesitant about 
uh, is the rep that you get from it. Uh, so they're probably just increasing the rep that you would get from the uh, week from the basically the new version of this strike, and then the strange coins. The strange coins, the 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 weekly strike has been a, the source for strange coins. So if you're just just starting out with the Taken King, you're not going to have that way to start to grind strange coins to buy them from Zer. Um, so that that's where the community's been kind of but they hesitant may be, about. But they may be dropping elsewhere, and we're not aware. Yeah, of that uh, Mark yet, no, right? Mark Noseworthy actually just tweeted out this yesterday. He said, "In Destiny, Taken King, Strange Coins are not going away, even though the weekly source is gone. Coins will still appear in a variety of activities, and to offset the weekly going away, they will drop more frequently from non-weekly sources. And Zer still likes them. That's the direct tweet that he put out yesterday. Exactly, and the important part too is when you finish." these strikes, you're guaranteed a legendary Engram drop from a character's first clear. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason to play multiple characters, but it's a legendary, and so, right, you're not going to feel like you have to play that on every character. Yeah. Um, it's not a lot to ask to, you know, play a few extra strikes for a legendary if you want. So, you know, I'm generally in favor of it. I think if you look back on year one, um, and especially House of Wolves, I mean, me personally, like, I just did not like, the, the prison grind was too much. No save. Uh. Yeah, right? Like, we're all rolling our eyes. Like, I felt like I had to play the prison. And then I was like, the rewards weren't even good enough. Yep. That the whole thing, I just, I actually stopped kind of playing. I didn't, I didn't know that that was going to happen. But basically, I got to the point where I was kind of glad for the summer, which I was very busy, that there wasn't enough to do. Um, <laughs> so kind of a double-edged sword there. But the point is, I don't want to go through this checklist. And it seems to me like they're addressing it. Like, Nightfall... Awesome. I'll still do, you know, several of those. Um, the Weekly Heroic, I may not feel as inclined, you know, because I can get marks and just buy legendary gear. I don't have to, you know, move to other characters, right, and do that. Um, so I feel like they're solving some of these issues. I mean. Definitely. We all, we all sound like we agree with it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at that. No complaints. Positivity <laughs> on Fire Team Chat. It's because Destin's not here. That negative, <laughs> negative Nancy. Um, so let's move on to our last topic. The PvP ritual, as they referred to it. Holtzman, do you want to walk us through what is going on with PvP in year two? Yeah, the new weekly PvP ritual. The uh, So basically, they liked that the Nightfall was kind of that PvE reward, and they wanted to bring that to the players that just play PvP as well. So now that, so, so basically now, in year one, uh, they didn't have that good ritual, so if you complete all the weekly, uh, all of the weekly bounties for... PVP, then yep. you get access to the last weekly quest, which will grant you a nightfall level reward. Yep. And all of this is just done straight through PVP. Right. Yeah, let me read what they say mm -hmm. about that. Each week, Lord Shax has a bounty called the True Meaning of War. Completing this bounty each week, which requires completing the PVP weeklies, grants players nightfall tier rewards. So it's cool, yeah, they have at the end of the line this True Meaning of War, which will drop something great if you get that far. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like I'm, I don't grind PvP a lot. Um, I know you guys do. Like, yeah, do you think this is all in the right direction? Is this what you wanted for PvP? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, basically, my my clan. The only reason we ever do the Nightfall is one, so we can get more rep to get more Crucible packages, and then a, a possibility of, re of a reward. And then we just play PvP because it's it's for the social experience. There's yeah. no, the raids aren't big enough right now. So if we want to have six players in a party having fun, we go do PvP now because it's just, it, that's just what we like doing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was, I mean, ongoing feedback for a very long time. It's like you, if you loved PvP, you just were not getting rewards, and you felt like, mm-hmm. what is the deal? And then you're ranking, like, at the top all the time, and you're like, man, and I'm, when <laughs> someone does get a reward, it's not me, and they sucked. That was me. I have countless screenshots. It's like, I'm the top guy, 13, 13 KD that match, nothing. Wow. And then everyone else gets stuff. And yeah. Like, ah. So they've they've taken a lot of this feedback into play. I mean, Sean, for you, you already like PvP a ton. Do you feel like yeah. great? Or do you feel super excited about this? Well, I'm very excited. I mean, like most PvP players, I think like the main draw of PvP is the competitive edge, right? Like I don't need to get a reward like destroying another team and playing really well as its own reward. But now that they're adding a nightfall tier reward, there's incentive to want to do it even when there's even when I'm not playing well or when I'm not having yep. like a good on day or whatever. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I have a crew that I run with, and I know they're all going to be really excited, and it's just going to give us another avenue to kind of chase down these exotics that we won't have had in year two, which will be cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you clarified this, Holtzman, but just to reiterate, the there, yeah, there's a daily heroic, daily PvP mm-hmm. reward now, right? Um, sorry, as I'm thinking about so much of producing here. <laughs> Did you mention that at the top? Uh, I, I didn't okay. I didn't mention that at the top, but uh, so yeah the right the same deal of like having to play multiple characters to get this reward that's not going to be a, a thing for daily heroic and daily PvP so they've increased the rewards uh, and, and weekly PvP apparently as well Luke Smith actually like he literally just tweeted out um, there is a three uh, like the weekly heroic and PvE there is a three times week legendary mark payout for weekly PvP playlists as well. Nice, so interesting. And it will more more rewards for us. Yeah, Fantastic. and the point is this stuff's going to account completion. So again, mm-hmm. you can stay in one character if you want. They're trying to reduce friction with year two. That is very clear. Um, so I'm definitely excited. There's more that. ways to accrue marks too. Yep, exactly. So you know I'm excited. The gear has got to pay off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe one quick note since we've used some of the gear. Um, I mean, Holtzman, of what you've used, do you feel like year two gear is good or is it too early to say? Uh, it's, it's really way too yeah. early to say. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. And that's the point, right? I feel like, really. I, I've, I've used one weapon of each class. So it's yeah. like, I, I can't make a comment. Yeah. <laughs> it, me too. Like, I've used a couple of the stuff, uh, you know, D3 and, and so on. And like, it, they didn't give you anything super duper good anyway. And the exotic, none of us have used. Um, they haven't even shown. So, yeah, Sean, you wanted to. Plus, all in. of the, I mean, all of the the numbers are changing, so it'll be really difficult to tell whether or not we're more or less. I mean, they've said we're not going to be less powerful, yeah. but the numbers that we do in terms of damage yeah. will be different and probably lower since the damage cap is actually going to be 280, is what I read. Yeah. 160 but, for year one, 280 for year two. Right, but they did and say we're they're currently at 365. But they're translating. Each point now means something else, and they, they've said it's not going to be less powerful. Right, it's they've said we're not going to be less powerful. Yeah. But <laughs> I do think that we're going to go in there and we're going to shoot a mob, and it'll do the same amount of damage in terms of percentage of health, Yeah. but the number will be smaller. Yeah, and that's going to throw a lot of people off. Yeah. Like It's just going to be this, that first month is going to be a lot of players jumping in Trying all sorts of weapons, trying all sorts of strategies, and really kind of just figuring out what's good. So it's hard to say whether or not weapons and armor are good. Yeah, we're on the metric system now. In fact, yeah, if (laughs) if it doesn't exist out there, let's start getting, like, go test some weapons, crit shots with full, you know, stuff on, and, like, let's track some of that stuff and then come back. I'm actually doing that. Oh, there you go. After after we're done, I'm (laughs) I'm cataloging every single exotic weapon's damage. Thank you, Planet Destiny. Thank you, Holtzman. Uh, Uh, We would would love to do it, uh, but it takes a lot of time. So, uh, hey, tweet at him if you're doing some of this research. Uh, uh, Where can they find you? Uh, 
If you want to find me personally, you can go yeah. to at Holtzman underscore PD. And if you want to find any information about Destiny, planetdestiny.com. We are the one-stop shop for everything Destiny. Yeah, yeah, and leave info in the Fireteam chat group on uh, mm-hmm. Facebook. It's actually a private group, but there's a ton of people in there, and like they let <laughs> they let any serious fan in. Um, I didn't create it; like I'm lucky to be in. Um, so we're gonna finish things up, but I did want to end on you know the last question of like got two PVP players in the room. Iron Banner this week. Any tips as we're headed to year two? Like, should we be playing it? Is there like if you haven't gotten something yet? Any pro tips on that? Get mm. your last experiences with Thorn and Last Word in. <laughs> Because they're ch- it's all changing after this. Uh, I, I'd honestly say, get to rank five and pick up that auto rifle. I'm interested in the changes that are coming to auto rifles, and even though I absolutely hate auto rifles right now, <laughs> the roll on that one, it looks interesting. So just just get that, put it in your bank if you have space, and and see if it's good after the patch. All right. It's a good final pro tip. All right. We are going to close out the show as always. Be sure to drop us a review if you're listening to us on a podcast. Uh, Otherwise, you know, you can always check us on IGN, YouTube, IGN, um, you know, Xbox app, PS4 app, and everywhere in between. You can find Patrick here as Holtzman on Planet Destiny. And uh, we're going to close out the show. So thank you very much, Patrick, for joining. No problem. Thank you for having me. And as always, Guardians Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.